you're going to walk away. You want this house. They want to sell you this house. But you're going to walk away because of $317 that they're not going to give up. Well, lucky you guys. The everyone everyone is blessed to see us <laughs> on their screens again if you're on YouTube or in your ear holes again if you were subscribed to the Tactical Agents podcast and you've wondered for months where did those two guys go and did they uh, scam everybody in the real estate industry out of money are they living in Puerto Rico have they run run away from their families to spend time alone together in Thailand what's going on <laughs> I'm All of the above, person. actually. <laughs> uh, we're the tactical agents, and we've been tactical. Sometimes, sometimes you got to go zero dark thirty for a while, and uh, to be to be super tactical, and that's that's what we did. We've been operating under the cover of uh, of darkness. We're in the shadows. We, we we would tell you, but we'd have to kill you. <laughs> uh, the real story on that is initially when we started the tactical agents podcast. We were expanding our, our coaching program that we've done with our real estate team kind of more broadly. And we ultimately decided that spending time, spending a lot of extra time on individual or group coaching outside of our direct real estate group um, was taking away from, from the productivity of the group and our ability to lead them. So we just kind of hit the pause button because we wanted to make sure we were on staying on mission and not losing focus. And I think we kind of regained some of that. And now with the tactical agents, instead of how can we get more coaching clients through this, we're just giving away the farm. Is that, is that a good I think statement? that's pretty fair. Yeah. Yeah. I think Go ahead. We're just going to, we're just going to tell people stuff. Yeah. We're just going to add value. We're going to take all those secrets from the real estate industry and just tell them to everybody. Yeah. So. And what really inspired me personally to get back at this was I posted, I wanted to post, I tried to post in, in a real estate group. I, I honestly, I'm a member of several of them. So I can't, I honestly can't even remember which one it was. But there had like there was like three hundred some thousand members, and I posted how like a framework for what you need to do. Like it was, it was uh, I can't remember if it was a social media framework. I can't remember if it, what it was. But if you know me, you know I'm a big fan of sort of like breaking things down into like these categorical things, heuristics, you know. And uh, the post kept getting deleted, and. I sent a DM to the admin, like, is there a rule that I'm breaking? It's like, oh, it sounded like you were self-promoting. And I'm like, I am, I literally just made a post saying, if you want to grow your business, you need to think about these four things. I didn't even, I didn't list a website. I didn't say anything. I didn't offer. And they, and they said, well, it sounds like that post is more like one of our VIP privileges. And they wanted it was 97 a month to be VIP or something like that <laughs> in a Facebook group. And then you're allowed to post like five times a month for self-promotion. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and uh, so the group rules are like, you got to 
give more than you take. Well, yeah, until you want to take from me $97 to give. I was like, this is silly. So I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm doing free trainings from here on out. I'm not going to make any money on this. Literally, guys, we give our book away, the Tactical Agents. The book, you can have it. Our trainings, we're going to be doing tons of trainings uh, coming up. In fact, uh, I'll, I'll type in here at some point when Chris is talking during the podcast, I'll, I'll put the link up um, or tell you what it is. It's going to be a short form link because it's a Zoom webinar that I'm doing on February 24th. And it's going to be two hours of just no BS guide to social media for real estate agents. Uh, we're gonna we're going back to the podcast, and you will also be able to do a couple more things going to tacticalagents.com. One is to join the community. We are going to build the biggest, baddest, awesome community of real estate agents who are looking to to not be traditional, but to be tactical and improve their business. We're gonna build that community. No strings attached, no no products to sell no coaching to sell, no recruiting being done. We're just going to add value. We're just going to help you grow your business. And we're going to give our training program away that is very valuable called the Tactical Agent Academy. We usually would charge like $2,500 for that. We're just giving it away. And this is no bait and switch. We're just going to build relationships with real realtors. And people are like, well, what's what's the motivation? The motivation is that we believe if we add enough value into your life and business that you'll eventually want to do business with us, whether that's in the real estate space or the lending space. That's another thing that's changed. I don't even know if we were doing the podcast when we were doing lending, but no. <laughs> now, now we're now we're in the mortgage space as well because we wanted to service our agents in our in our group. Well, <sighs> yeah, that's why. Did I cover that all? Is that a? I think I think you did, and I think I wish people could be a fly on the wall when we have these conversations. Because we were talking about starting the podcast back, and both of us were like, "Okay, we can do this, but on one condition: we never try to sell anything to anybody for any reason the whole time we're doing it." And yeah. uh, and yep. that was that was the commitment that we made to each other, and the commitment we are making to you guys right now. We will never try to sell you anything in the group. And on this, uh, you know, what in the com community stuff we're doing on the Tactical Agent Academy website, we are not selling anything. Yeah, the so, industry is just rife with people trying to take advantage of of agents. And we'll, we're going to talk about this on the next episode, but a stat just came out that 49% of all realtors are doing one home sale or less, one or none per year. And all those same people are struggling and they're paying for shiny object after shiny object, thinking that it's going to fix their business. And there's just not enough shiny objects to plug the leaky holes if you don't have solid principles and, and an approach. And so we want to offer that to people. Uh, there's we, we want to help help shape the industry for sure. So uh, there we go. I think that's I think that's like the announcements. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys for listening to 10 minutes of complete useless information. <laughs> well, job. we have to we have to kind of say hello again. We had to we had to right. explain ourselves, you know. Yeah. Uh, I put the link on the screen uh, for those that are watching on the YouTube, you can subscribe to us there at the Tactical Agents and the it's a bit.ly link, so it's bit.ly forward slash re social impact. I don't know how, how else to do this. I'll I'll link it in the description on the actual 
podcast that goes out as well. So just check the description. It'll be a link. You can register for free February 24th, 10 a.m. Eastern. And we uh, we will go through a whole bunch of stuff about social media. I'll give you a framework that you can jump right into and grow your business. But on today's show, we want to talk about when deals go south. Because if you've been in the business long enough, you've had a deal that starts to sour or has major challenges in it. And you got to know how to deal with it. So uh, we are going to cover four ways to handle a deal that's going south. What's the, what's the last deal that you feel like you had go south that was like a super challenging one, Chris? Um, I sold one last summer that was, it, man, it was a complete nightmare. It took... So it was right before everything started changing with the market. Um, the So the lender bought the house from my clients and then hired me to sell it again. They had a little program going on um, and they bought it right before everything fell apart. So they yeah. bought it high, they sold it low, and it took almost a year to sell that property. Um, yeah, which was insane in Phoenix at the time, like because if they would have put it on the market a month earlier, maybe two months earlier, it would have gone in three or four days and it ended up taking a year to sell, which the house had its issues. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, it was just this really, really crazy situation and everything, anything and everything that could go wrong did like the buyers ended up being really difficult to work with. Like their agent was super stressed, which nothing drives me more crazy than agents who take deals personally. Um, <laughs> like, like you're trying to screw me. No, I like, I, I want to sell this house too. I want to close. I'd like to get paid. It would make me very happy. <laughs> yeah. You think I want to keep paid. extending this out? <laughs> like, yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, it was just, that's probably the most recent example I've had of, of something going just nuts. I know it's not very specific, but if I went too specific, then let's just say the company that the mortgage company that bought it ended up filing for bankruptcy and like, it, was, <laughs> it was, it was nuts, man. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I had, um, uh, this deal. Uh, well, my wife technically had the deal. Obviously I'm like, kind of like we're partners in that. And normally you know, I don't know how it is in all markets, what this is required, but in the state of Michigan, if you have a manufactured home that's on a foundation, you have to have what's called an affidavit of a fixture. It's basically a, a one piece of paper that says, yeah, this is now fixed. So basically it removes the car title <laughs> because it's not a mobile home anymore. It's right. not in transit. It's a fix to this foundation. And so our client had had this house for like 15 years, right? So you, you just assume like it's almost always has the affidavit of a fixture with it. Well, it gets uncovered that it doesn't have that. Then it became this deal where we, we, uh, we got with the secretary of state of Michigan and the original title had never been transferred to our client. And so they would have to go to court to have the, the title transferred right, to even track down who this person is or was or where they're at now. And also 
they had the house categorized wrong at the township. Uh, so there was all sorts of issues and we had to be able to, cause the deal was going South, right? You had, we had a couple that were, was, were buying the house that had already sold their house and moved in with family under while they're under contract with this to try to like get this to happen. So if it didn't happen, we've got a homeless couple and probably around the hook for the EMD and all this other stuff, you know, like just a, just a bunch of stuff going the wrong direction, but we hung in there and we got it done. And a lot of these are the principles that helped us and we hope they help you. So thing number one, be the calm voice of reason, be the calm voice of reason. Tell us more, Chris, this was your, this was your point. So, yeah, it's, here's the thing. Real estate agents get so worked up about what's happening in their transaction that like they get their blood pressure up, they start yelling, they start accusing you like getting ready to sue people and all this stuff. That's all <laughs> dumb. Because everybody in the real estate transaction, 99.99% of the time, wants the same thing. Mm -hmm. There is no reason to get upset about it. And then if something does go wrong, there's something I really want all of you to keep in the back of your mind. No one is going to die. This is not the end of the world. This is not a tragedy. It is not unsolvable. You just have to work together both the buyer and the seller side have to work together to achieve the outcome that everybody wants anyway. Everybody wants the same thing 99.9% .9 of the time. So chill out <laughs> and ask yourself what's important right now. What about this transaction needs to happen so that we can move forward and then start working towards that goal. It's that simple. Yeah. I think I, I should have added a flow chart to this. And, uh, when we, when we finish recording this podcast, before we hop into our mastermind, I probably will, uh, uh, create a little flow chart, which is like, should I worry? Should, should I worry about this? And then if it's like, then you ask yourself the question, can I control this? Then no, don't worry. Do what you can control. Can I control this? No. Well then don't worry because you can't control it. <laughs> like the, the, the getting excited and, you know, going all Travis Kelsey to reference yeah. the Super Bowl thing right. and yeah. yelling at yelling at your uh, broker or yelling at the other agent doesn't put you doesn't put you in the game when the play is already done because you can't go back in time. So it's like I think a lot of times people like lose their reasonability because they're trying to live in the past they're they're trying to force their way to time travel back and not have the problem that you might be facing but that's not the case you can only go one direction and that's forward so you have to like okay let's yeah. calm down and let's be this reasonable. this reminds me of one particular deal that i did a few years ago i was listing a house for a lender buddy of mine and you know it was i mean it was a relatively expensive house about three quarters of a million, something like that. I don't remember exactly, but, um, the agent that was working with the buyer, um, you know, we, we had multiple offers. We didn't accept one. The person whose offer was rejected, found the owner, like went on out on their own without their agent, tracked down the owner, my buddy, the lender, 
and, and sent him a Facebook message that said, Hey, look, we really want this house. We want to raise our family here, like all this stuff. So if something happens, please let me know. He said, okay, we'll do. Well, and I don't recommend you have your clients do that, but it worked out <laughs> for, for these particular clients because we had another contract and the other agent was just super difficult. And she came in and she listed all these repairs that she wanted made, which were all ridiculous ticky tack. Like she wanted um, like holes cut in the custom cabinets to reroute wiring and all kind. And it was just <laughs> ridiculous. And I was like, I went back to her cause my client had just had this message. He was like, no, I want to sell it to these young, these young kids that like are, are starting their family. They're like super nice. They're not jerks. I, I don't want to sell it to these other people anymore. I was like, okay, well, I'll see what I can do. And I messaged the agent and she's like screaming at me and, and being stupid. And I was like, we're, we're not fixing anything. And she was like, well, what? Yeah, we're, we're not fixing anything. Well, if you don't, we're going to walk. Cool. Have a good <laughs> life. And she's Have like, well, life. She, so she starts yelling at me and screaming and cussing and acting stupid. And I said, lady, listen, why are you yelling at me? I am relaying the wishes of my client, just like you are relaying the wishes of your client. I have no control over what they decide to do. This is what he's saying he's going to do. And he's saying he's not going to do anything there. That's the end of the discussion. It, it's not personal. I'm not attacking you. Right. And she was just like, Oh my God, you're right. I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> good <know>. at this. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But she, uh, so she ended up chilling out. They, we canceled the deal. They canceled the deal. They sent over a cancellation and then we sold it to the, uh, young, happy couple that was super excited about buying a house. He even sold it to him. Like he sold it to him for less, like, because they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't qualify for more. So he was just like, yeah, sure. I'll sell it to you for, you know, this. And he was happy as could be, he went on to buy his next house and it just worked out really good. But that's one thing that's a kind of a long story, but it just reminds me, that's what all this reminds me about is people just, yeah. age, that agent ruined that deal for her clients by acting like an idiot. Yeah. I, I, I agree. <laughs> all right. Number two, remember what the goal is. I think this is kind of related in a lot of ways. There's the goal. Every, everyone in a real estate transaction has the same objective in mind. The ultimate end game Someone is selling a house, someone is buying a house. So that transaction happening is in everyone's best interest ultimately. So where, whereas we, we tend to view real estate transactions as two competing sides, that doesn't make any sense because at the end of the day, everybody is supposed to win. The goal, the goal isn't one person to win, one person to lose. It's for everyone to make the transaction happen. Like the once, once you negotiate what the deal is, and again, there you're not going to negotiate and sell your house and lose. Like it's that's not a that's not real. Otherwise, you just don't sell the house for that those terms. But if those if you agree to those terms, those terms are for some reason ultimately what you want right now or what you need right now. And so the transaction closing is the goal. And I think reminding people of that, like if you can get your rein yourself in, be calm, be reasonable, and then just remind everybody what the goal is. Right. And this is where you don't want to start splitting hairs 
over small things. You don't want to like get, get word that, um, oh, well, they're, they're not going to fix this one thing that we wanted in the fix. And it's going to be $317 is the quote. Well, I'm not, I, I'm not doing that when you're buying a $400,000 house, <laughs> like mm -hmm. you're going to walk away. You want this house. They want to sell you this house, but you're going to walk away because of $317 that they're not going to give up. That's, that's deviating from your goal, right? Like get to the goal. And of course there's, we're not talking about unreasonable things. Like we're not talking about the foundation needs a complete overhaul and it's going to be $48,000 and they're not willing to fix the foundation. I'm not right. talking about, I'm not talking about fundamental problems that would prevent you from buying a house, but we're talking about, we're already under contract. This is, this is the context. We're not talking about like what you negotiate ahead of time. We're talking about things you already agreed. This is what the goal is. Now everybody just needs to navigate any challenges that come. And, and it's, it's helpful when you're like, okay, what are we trying to do here at the end of the day? And there's like always a solution. There really is. There's, there's almost always a way to make a transaction work. So remember what the goal is. Yeah. That reminds me, I'm going to go into another story. Um, I was dealing with an agent. Um, this was early in my career. Like I had just started, I was probably like two, uh, a year and a half, two years in and my seller had moved out of state and there was, when they moved out, they had taken all the nails down from where they had hung the pictures or whatever. And there were a couple of little nail holes, right? And yeah. the, the agent was like, well, we, we need you to patch all those. And I was like, yeah, you know, he's already moved out. Like, you know, it's no big deal. Like, and he's like, well, we're going to, we're going to not close until these are patched. And I was like, so your, your professional opinion is that you're going to tell your clients that their best course of action in this situation is not to go spend $12 on a thing of spackle and patch the holes themselves. If it's that important, it's that you're going to cancel this deal over $12 worth of spackle. And he was, he was like, well, yeah, that's what, if that's what we got to do, that's what we got to do. I said, well, you know, I mean, I guess you can tell your clients that that's because my clients aren't driving back from, you know, Maryland, to Arizona to, to patch some holes and, uh, you know, and he eventually, you know, obviously his clients were like, no, we're not doing that. That's stupid. And he, and, you know, he of course made it out like, oh, my clients are going to be so magnanimous and, and allow this deal to go forward over this terrible, terrible situation. <laughs> but, uh, right. you know, you know, his, his clients were just like, no, we're not canceling the deal over that. You know, and he was up in arms. Like it, it again, it goes back to the same thing about agents overreacting to nonsense. Yeah. But yeah, I agree. All right. Number three, how can we make this work? I think that's a good question to ask to another agent. How can we make this work? And it's a it's a disarming question, and it comes from, you know, uh a place of having a good attitude. <laughs> like you have to, you have to seek a resolution, not, not try to, not try to be confrontational. Like there's, there's very little need if ever to be confrontational 
with your other real estate agents on the other side of the transaction. If your attitude is, how can we make this work? That's a, it's more of like a disarming question. Like, what do, what do we need to do? What are our options? And like, let's work through this. How can we make it work? And this, this has saved me more times than I can count, even with a title company, like, well, or, or that affidavit of a fixture or something like that. Like you, when we, when we had that conversation with the township, the township was basically saying, you're out of luck. We, we're not going to give you a piece of paper that you need to give to the secretary of state guy. And the secretary of state guy is saying, I will not do anything without this. So what my wife did was went down there and literally walked into the office and sat with those uh, ladies at the assessor's office and said, how can we make this work? There has to be a way. We can't hold, we can't hold a human being prisoner in this house forever. There has to be a way for you to write down something that you can be satisfied with and the state of Michigan can be satisfied with that will serve this person in the community. There has to be a way. Let's figure it out. And they did. And, you know, that earned those ladies a couple of Chick-fil-A gift cards afterwards for my wife who drove back over there uh, and dropped it off and said, thank you, you know, for your help. And you could have been unreasonable from the beginning, right? And been like, well, I'm gonna, I guess I'm just going to have to get a lawyer involved and whatever else. And, uh, you know, I guess we're going to do this the hard way, right? You get a reasonable, but, you, but when you do that, you lose sight of the goal and then you're not getting anything done. So that should be your attitude with the agent. And then lastly, when it comes to dealing with your client, I see this all the time and I learned very early on uh, if we could, if we could only tell you one thing, here's what I would pick right here. When it comes to you and the client bring, when you're going to call your, when you're going to call your client, text your client, communicate with your client, bring them options or answers, not problems. Right? don't, don't otherwise, why do you exist as a realtor <laughs> other than being a paper shuffler? Your job should be to help your clients achieve that goal of buying or selling the home, get what they want, right? With the least amount of stress possible. You're handling all of the stressors, right? So that they don't have to. You want to make it smooth for them. And so I have seen so many new agents or young agents or just dumb agents, if I'm being blunt, is... As soon as there's a problem, the title company reaches out and says, hey, we don't have an affidavit of a fixture. It doesn't exist. And then they're texting their client while they're on the phone with the title company. Well, guys, we got a big problem. It's like, why are you, why are you piling needless stress on your client, right? You can sit there with a the title agent. You can go to the township. You you have a buyer's agency agreement or a listing agreement that allows you to represent your client in this contract. So you can handle this stuff. And then when you do call, you can say, Hey, look, we ran into a snag. It was this, but what I did was this. And you tell them how you already solved the problem. 
so that they don't have to worry about it. So they're going, wow, okay, that's awesome. Or you can say, here's what I did. And now you have a choice. You can do X or Y. In my professional opinion, um, I have seen better results with Y, but X is on the table for you to make that choice. You know, my job is to help you make good decisions, right? So bring the client answers or options, not don't dump the problems on the client when things start going south. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I, I agree wholeheartedly. You got one of the biggest things you got. My brain froze for a second. You've got to think tactically <laughs> like this whole this whole thing is about thinking tactically. So how does it make you look if you go to your client and you say, hey, we have a big problem and they say, OK, what are you going to do about it? And you just sit there looking at them with your mouth hanging open and flies flying out of it like an idiot, right? Like, yep. because you haven't taken the time to figure out what that answer is. As opposed to saying, like, like you said, hey, we have this problem. These are the steps that I've taken to correct it. This is where I need your input. And, you know, you need to make your decision or whatever. This is how each decision is going to affect you. And if you can lay all those things out and you take all the stress away, and you and they see this massive problem because they they can determine that this is actually a really big problem. Not having an affidavit and a fixture is a big problem. You can't sell the house without it. Mm-hmm. But I've done X, Y, and Z, and this is what I need you to do to make this thing work. Yep. Boom. Perfect. Great. Thanks for the hard work. Yep. And you should be able to predict what what your client's going to be concerned with. Uh, and I've talked with Chris off camera uh, about this, but our, our client had a high value for basically pinching the pennies. <laughs> and so that affidavit of fixture cost $90. We had a check in hand for her for 90 bucks. Like, hey, we're sorry this happened. You don't even have to worry about the cost of getting this, right? We, we've got you covered. Mm-hmm. Just took care of it, right? Like we don't, so that that's a stress. Like, hey, the bad, like we got a problem. It's going to cost 90 bucks. Like why, why do that? Why, why add the stress? You know, if you can solve the problem for your client, solve the problem for your client, because what's that worth to you? Just getting to the finish line or getting to the finish line with a happy client that will refer you business in the future because you treated them so well. And that's, that's a huge lesson. All right. We are coming up on 30 minutes. So normally we want these to be like 20 ish or less 15 to 20 minutes if we can uh just you know information don't forget guys is potential action is power so we don't want to just dump a bunch of information on you we want to kind of get give you something good and valuable to, to take carry and go implement right away in fact i think we should we should work on some action steps uh each episode too to like leave people with something to go do and implement um right now i guess uh, don't go, don't go make a transaction go south on purpose just to practice this. Uh, but, but, uh, so I don't know what the action step would be on this, but, uh, yeah, don't, don't, don't go ruin a transaction just to test and see if uh, we're telling you the truth. But when, right. when the time comes, just remember this episode, put it, put it in your back just pocket. Stay calm, chill out. It's not the end of the world. There you go. And again, guys, we're giving the farm away our book, the tactical agents community, which is going to, it's going to grow into the largest, most beneficial real estate community on the planet. And we're going to blow, this isn't a Facebook group, right? We're going to be 
uh, on a on our own platform. Uh, well, it's not ours. It's going to be the school platform where we'll have videos of the podcast. We'll put free trainings in there to go back and reference. It's going to be a true value added resource for absolutely free. And if you feel like we add value to your life and business, drop a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and maybe we'll do business together in the future, whether that's referral, lending, whatever else. And and if you think we're idiots, tell us in the comments on YouTube. Yeah. Make fun of us. Yeah. Like, yeah. I actually feel like my beard's looking pretty good today. So I was going to say decide which beard's better, but I feel pretty good about mine today. It's good. Yeah. It, it does look nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we will see you next week and every week thereafter. Uh, moving forward to the Tactical Agents, we're excited to be back with you.